0: I must admit, I didn't think much of this show the first time I laid eyes on it. Seemed like a bunch of stiffs wasting nice the worst microphones. trade of
1: all time happened back in 1803. Go ahead, Napoleon Bonaparte traded the Louisiana <laughs> Purchase for three million dollars. Napoleon, what happened? Uh, <laughs> Half the country for $3 million. You can't even get Tucker Barnhart for $3 million And I million came to
2: realize anymore. these guys are funny.
1: And Justin Fields have identical stats the last five weeks about throwing the football. This guy, okay, and folks, are is a fidget some of the best spare.
0: gamblers I've come to know.
1: If you're betting on USC and or TCU, let it be known you are a
0: square. TCU is going to hammer this team tomorrow night.
1: I hate to hear that. When we come back in here on Monday, you're going to be happy as a lark because USC lost, but you're going to be wrong about TCU.
0: Get ready for the most useless hour of your day. It's time for Boxed Lunch, presented by Betfred Sportsbook. Now, Casey, run that track.
1: The all-star break going. guys. Heck yeah. Awesome. 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 What happened at the end of that tonight show right now? <laughs> about me doing a show. All you said <laughs> you, <you're laughs> to you said he was me to he's doing a show. So like, is he doing a show? I was I like, le- what are we talking about? <laughs> well, you guys said you had a meeting. So we I, did meet I didn't
2: have a meeting at 1:30, yeah, oh, so it's okay. gonna be a shorter <laughs> show.
1: And then, and then Tom's like, well, he's got a show in three minutes. Where, where am I going to sit in here? That, well, I, that's what I, I said. Like, that's what, what, I said. that's
2: what I said. What is going on? good thing you work yeah. right
1: outside the door. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. I was like, yeah. what is going on in here?
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, well. So that's actually a <laughs> great way to segue into this show. Sure, why not? So I got to tell a story before we get this get this show rolling. It's going to be an abbreviated show. We got a meeting out at one thirty out at Mason. So we got a about a 45-minute show. And this story, so yesterday rolls around. Uh, I own an, an old house. It's got a bunch of windows, 43 windows to be exact, and they have almost never been replaced. So, me and my wife renovating this house, we we've got to slowly start getting some windows. We've gotten a few quotes. My wife hits hits me up with yesterday about two o'clock. Said, "Hey, uh, a window salesman's gonna be coming by about three o'clock to give us a quote and and yada yada yada." He had a great deal, so just ask him about this deal. And I said, all right, that's fine. Every other quote that we've got, it's taking like 20 minutes. They size a couple windows. They give us a quote, and and they're on their way. So this guy shows up, knocks on the door. Hey, how's it going? My name's Jeff. Hi, I'm Reed. Um, Your wife said you have a meeting. Yeah, 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 it's cool. Two and a half hour meeting that she signs me up for. Meanwhile, she tells me that she's upstairs in the bedroom just taking a nap. She's like, I'm going to take a nap. You deal with the salesman. It's a two and a half hour meeting he tells me this up front and i'm not mean enough of a guy to just go like all right go 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 pound sand go kick rocks get, <laughs> get out of here i don't want to deal with this two and a half hour meeting so i sit down he puts me through this whole cut co cutlery situation where he's he's doing all these window gimmicks these magic tricks with windows he's showing me them he goes through every window sizing them up we get to the end two and a half hours i've been roped in fantastic guy i feel i feel bad that he borrowed that he pretty much wasted his time We get to the end, we get the quote. So guys, I I know only Casey's a homeowner here, but I have 43 windows. And I'll tell you what the other quotes for these 43 windows is. It's about 30 grand to replace them all. Obviously, we're not going to do that all at one time, probably just doing a room, room by room. Any of you guys want to take a stab in the dark at what the quote that I got for the 43 windows to replace my house was?
0: I'll say 50 grand.
1: 50 grand is what you're putting in. These are top of the line windows, and I'm just going to throw that as a caveat. So what, what company? Anderson.
3: Oh, Anderson. Yeah.
1: Renewable by yeah. Anderson.
3: Yep. I have a hard time saying a number above 50, but I. Oh, I'll... no, no. No, it's way above
0: 50 because we. All right. No, no I, we, we okay. went through the same thing. No, okay. no, no. It's, it's way
1: above okay, 50. Okay, then I'll you...
3: say 75. No, yeah, no. 75? It's... 76.
1: 76. Casey, you want to oh, take five. a stab at it?
3: <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> um, I'm going to say.
0: I'm gonna say eighty-three thousand. I know. Eight? I'm gonna go closer to a hundred. I'll say ninety-five. 95. No, you said 50. No, no. I said I didn't realize it was Anderson. Oh, yeah. Anderson okay. is the top of the line. That's oh, why top I of asked. the line. It is yeah. Anderson. I'll say ninety-five.
3: Oh, then I got bamboos. Then I'm up in mine. I'm going up to eighty-nine thousand. Eighty-nine. You guys done with your your things? You guys are all way off.
2: 100
1: 164000 dollars to replace the windows in my house, guys. Th- I have never been put to the test more than to not laugh at this guy's face when he threw out $164,000 to replace the windows in my house. Guys, if I had $164,000, I would just buy a second house. <laughs> like, that's a whole nother house that I could buy, rent it out, do whatever the hell I want to do with it. I ain't replacing windows for $164,000. But the good thing is, is they do do monthly payments for Sixty months, five years. A mortgage. <laughs> for,
2: 60,
1: for sixty months, five years, I could have brand new windows in my house for the mere monthly payment of forty five hundred dollars a month. That is a million dollar house, guys. That is a million dollar house payment. What the hell was Jeff from Anderson doing? And I was I've never been so mad at my wife. That it was so infuriated that two and a half hour meeting, hundred and sixty five thousand dollar quote, all I could do was laugh when it when it when she left when he left. Fred was, M
2: makes a great point here. Probably saw that Cubs flag on the front porch and hiked your numbers up. <laughs> well, that's that's the other
1: that's the worst part about it either. I'm not a huge small talker. I don't like small talk. Like I I like to I like to pull shit. But I don't like the hey, how's it going, and that that stuff. And because he's a salesman and he's trying to be charming and everything like that, and he sees the W flag, he meets my dog named Rizzo, and everything. So we're talking Cubs for like forty-five minutes, and I'm just like, dude, I, I mean, if this is prolonging this consultation, let's—I mean, let's just cut the cut the Cubs talk in the in the bud. Let's just nip that right in the bud. Let's just let's move on. Let's get this thing over as quick as possible. Absolutely asinine that whole meeting golly gee $164,000 but hey they looked like great windows let me ask you this
3: though you ever been bit by a mosquito <laughs> have you ever been sure bit- sure windows keep out mosquitoes $164,000 I'd say it's priceless <laughs> not being bit by a mosquito. Malaria is no, coming back
0: in the United States. Yeah, is that, up? Is that on is that the
3: up? Week?
2: Who's back in the week? Malaria? It's malaria. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, no. Cases
3: in Florida and Texas. See, Reed, I... did he have mosquitoes in his... In, in his speech? He did not have mosquitoes in his speech. That's a miss on his part then. Because $164,000 is easier to swallow when you throw in that at night you could be ravaged by mosquitoes.
1: So my favorite... Thing about his pitch was Anderson, great windows. They, they they pride themselves. At least this is what this guy's telling me. I and mean, he's he's just selling a hell of a pitch. And he's he's saying that they they are at the forefront of innovation in windows. They invented vinyl vinyl windows. They don't use vinyl windows anymore because they're not good. Yada yada yada. And he teaches me the four different kinds of windows. There's vinyl windows. There's woods with uh, windows with a wooden frame. There's windows with a carbon fiber frame, which Jeff could not say enough that he. Just carbon fiber is as bad as it gets. Like you cannot have a carbon fiber window frame. (laughs) Anderson windows use a fourth kind of material and it's way better. It's not wood. It's not vinyl and it's not carbon fiber. It is a material that they call fiber X. Hell yeah. He never broke down what fiber X was, but it is their own material. It is fiber X. It's not carbon fiber. It's fiber X. (laughs) And I was like, Jeff, I think you're using carbon fiber windows. I think you're just upselling <laughs> me on a carbon fiber window at this point.
2: I digress. $164,000 for the windows, but all that knowledge was free, Reed.
1: All of it was
3: priceless, Jacob. That's I will true. never
1: rip up that quote, that sheet that he gave me, the quote. Because And then then he breaks down. He's like, obviously, that's, a, that's wildly unobtainable. What if you just broke it down by room? Which room do you think you'd want to replace the windows first in? I said, oh, the master bedroom. There's five windows in our master bedroom. So he gives me a quote reminder. The other company that we had would replace all the windows for $30,000. Anderson, Renewable Anderson will replace the windows in our master bedroom for the small price of $20,000. So I mean, just absolutely. It's like $4,000 a window guys when it should be like, how big is this window? Just Normal size. It's Do 58, 58 inches by. So they're 34. not even.
3: They're uh, like. They're not
1: even one? special windows. No, <laughs> I don't have. I don't have a
3: house full of bay windows. Genius. yeah, it's ridiculous. Do they include grand. the screens?
1: Yeah. Well. So. Uh
3: oh. Uh oh.
2: It's an extra one hundred sixty-four thousand. Well, they include the screens. <laughs> they, they include
1: the screens, but they have a they have an upsell on on the screens where
3: screen X. He showed me his <laughs> screen X. That was funny. Um, he shows
1: me the screen. It's obviously dark. You know, it's metal and stuff like that. So it kind of distorts your vision out the window, makes things a little darker. They have a premiere screen that Mm. look at this. And he shows me it on his window. He's like, looks exactly the same, doesn't it? And I said, it does look exactly the same. He said, that's only going to be like, sure. $200 per, per window. And I said, all right, well, we'll use the other screen. (laughs) Keep the other screen in the price. (laughs) It was just ridiculous. So an average window, I think is like $500. If you, if you Google it, it says anywhere between 300 and a thousand dollars. It is $4,000 per window at Anderson. So best of luck to Jeff. I, I hope you get some sales pretty soon. You will not be getting my my humble vote as a place of business anytime soon. Just a crazy way to spend a, a Sunday afternoon. All right, let's talk about the Home Run Derby. Guys, is the Home Run Derby the best skills event in sports? Is it your favorite skills event in sports? Obviously, the other ones, everyone likes the dunk contest, three-point contest stuff in the NBA. NFL obviously has their – whatever they do for the Pro Bowl, the the dodgeball game and everything like that, which is actually more fun than people give it credit for. But is the Home Run Derby the best skills of it in sports? Yeah. With the way the
2: dunk contest has gone the last couple of years, Home Run Derby's taken over. I mean, I was a dunk contest guy for a while, but you haven't had someone good at basketball in the dunk contest in years. Mack McClung. Yeah.
1: Does the dunk contest suffer from not having stars in the competition? I think they suffer more just from – there's only you know the phrase, bunch of ways to skin a cat or whatever it is. There's yeah. only so many ways you can put that ball through that hoop.
2: Now I think if it was LeBron James doing the one-armed tomahawks, it's a little different than the G League MVP of that year. But yeah, yeah, the McClellan. home run derby is definitely better now.
3: And I, I think like the whole the whole format, the whole structure of the Homer run derby is better. The the matchups you get to, you get to see who gets to play who in a matchup. Uh, the time the time limit that you have on it like it's like the home run or the, the slam dunk contest is just like Dwayne Wade giving out tens to Mac McClung. yeah who I just did a windmill it's like the whole the whole format for the home run derby is infinitely better infinitely
0: I hate to do the participation trophy thing because that's that's not what I'm trying to do here but but when everybody gets a 10 it just takes away from everything when the the random guy that goes up there and just throws down a like a probably what should be like a six out of 10 gets it consistently gets nines and tens, bro, just give the guy, get this guy out of here.
1: Yeah. I I think the the dunk contest has a, has a bunch of problems. I think the biggest problem is that it's been going on for almost 40 years now. I mean, there's only so many ways you can dunk that basketball. Now the home run derby is by far, I think it's in a league of its own. The dunk contest was the closest thing that it had to competition. And if you guys forget that the, the home run derby got kind of stale for a while there, and its rebirth happened in Cincinnati. Yep. yep. Todd Frazier. That was the first year of the timed event, and at that point, it was kind of just dwindling in popularity. The ten out system, whatever system that they yeah, used, it was terrible. It was just not. We didn't know it was terrible. We didn't like it. Was it was just the, that's how they did the home run derby. It was the new system that made you realize, oh my god, this is an infinitely better way. Of doing this, and ever since then, the Home Run Derby has been wildly probably It's been incredibly entertaining.
3: Did they do the bracket then, like the matchups? Was yes. That the first year of that, or would, or would that come later?
1: Yeah, I went. To, yeah, it was the first year of the brackets, first year of the one-on-one challenges. Um, I was actually at the Home Run Derby. I don't know if any of you guys were. I was not. I'm um, Cincinnati. I went because there was two Cubs in the Home Run Derby. Chris Bryant and Anthony Rizzo were both in that Home Run Derby. I think they hit a combined like two home runs. It was not a good showing from the old Cublets. <laughs> in that 2015 Home Run Derby. I was wildly uh, upset about that, but what a great night for Cincinnati and just Todd Frazier coming in. And like I said, maybe it was just the revamping of the system. It also was the fact that it came down to the final seconds. The hometown boy wins, and just ever since then, it feels like the Home Run Derby has just had new life, and it's been absolutely incredible. Now, the question is, is can the MLB, like, is there room... Do you guys think for any other skills challenge in, in Major League Baseball?
3: I think so. The, the, I, I mean, uh, I say this unironically. The, the way I think it's Korea that does this. They do like a bunt off. They do like, they have like, yeah, so they, the put targets. Targets, they put targets on the field. I think that could be something. Can you uh, imagine being in the stadium for a bunt off? <laughs> yeah, dude, that's electric. That's electric. <laughs> if you do it you know, after the home run derby
2: when everyone's already tanked up, it'd be pretty exciting.
0: Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, I like the celebrity softball game.
2: I think the celebrity I, love the celebrity. I I think the celebrity. I in a better time slot. Yeah, if,
0: I think the celebrity. celebrity softball game is a ton of fun. I don't I agree. so I don't love. No, no, let's let's back up. I don't really care about the futures game. Like I'll watch it, but it's not yeah. like I don't. It's not that I dislike it. It's just like it's whatever. But the 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 celebrity softball game is always fun because they always really get into it. You can tell everybody yeah. that that's there really cares and wants to play, and it's fun, and they joke around and the tv format it keep, keeps it nice and concise i like the the home run the celebrity softball game a lot i was I, trying to, i was trying to think of other things that they well, could do well i uh, have an
1: idea for one but you're speaking of the futures game and while we're talking about the 2015 all-star game that happened in cincinnati did you guys see the roster for that 2015 no. in in hindsight Unbelievable. so on team usa the the pitchers are like amir garrett from from the reds but then lucas giolito Sean Newcomb, aaron Nola, blake snell colin ray catcher kyle Schwarber, kyle farmer infielders are Matt Olson, Trevor Story, Trey Turner, Aaron Judge, uh, Michael Conforto, Brandon Nimmo all in the outfield for the world team. You're, you're talking about guys like uh, I'm looking at the team right now. Orlando Arcia, Rafael Devers, Kettle Marte, Manuel Margot, Nomar Mazara. I guess the world team wasn't as good. Gary Sanchez was on that team, Jose Barreras, Edwin Diaz. So, it was an awesome futures game. Obviously, you don't know any of those players for the most part when you're watching it in 2015. But if you get a chance to sit down and watch the futures game, you might see some 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 future. I think Elliot, you're going to make a point before I got into that rant. No,
3: I was just going to say I was at so I was at the I was at the celebrity softball game because you know you buy tickets for different days, obviously. So I was at
1: when we at, booed when we booed uh, Andy Dalton. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> As so, a city,
3: so we had I was at the softball game in the in the futures game. I remember the Futures game, uh, that was Schwarber, I think, right, you said? Was that Schwarber? I'm almost certain Schwarber hit a, hit a, hit a home run or a double. In the Futures game. Yeah, yeah I, think he, I think he played well. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't have I, a box score in front anyway, of me. Anyway, despite that, I, I think, I, I think it was, it's just everything about the MLB All-Star Weekend is so much – or ML, MLB All-Star Week, I should say, is better than the NBA stuff that they do.
2: Yeah, I agree. The one thing I would maybe – I mean, no one would sign up for it, but like a fastest pitch – like a fastest third to first, like throw across the diamond. That would be good. Like seeing like Ellie and Mason win, try to whip it 105 miles an hour to first base. But, you I mean, you tear your shoulder up, so no one's signing right. up for that.
3: Race across the diamond or whoever can run across first the base. To home, the first yeah. to home, I would, I would
1: love to see an event like a – I've seen these at like baseball camps before. And basically how it is is like a team, say the Reds, come out. They select three people, right? They get uh, Alexis Diaz. They get Ellie De La Cruz and Spencer Steer. And basically the game is is the opposing pitcher comes up, he throws, and you have a hitter. And after he hits the ball, one fielder is going to start at home plate and take off after the ball, wherever the ball is hit. And then you have a base runner whose job (laughs) is to run around (laughs) the bases and just see how many bases you touch before the, the fielder gets to the ball. I like so I mean that. you put one in the gap, I mean L.A. La Cruz just starts just sprinting around the base paths and he gets eight points and that that could be you could make some some style of game against that, like you know, a couple of NL Central teams play against each other. I think that'd be a whole lot of fun. A pickle
3: off. We could do a pickle off. <laughs> or what a pickle <laughs> what We could do what we could do just do a pick off a pick competition. We have John Lester as uh, the unlimited pitcher and he just tries to pick off somebody at first base. I don't think it'll ever happen, oh but I think it would be a fun game to see. <laughs> he just throws balls in the stands every time he tries to so, throw it over there.
1: <laughs> so I remember watching um, opening day back in 2015. This was the first year that the Cubs got John Lester. It was big, big what-to-do about this Cubs team's finally going to compete after being miserable for about five years. And John Lester's the opening day starter for, for the Cubs, and I had no idea – that he had problems with picking off, but apparently everyone on the St. Louis Cardinals did, because that, that was the whole talk of the conversation. Yep. Like he's literally, the dudes are getting twelve feet, fifteen feet off the bag, and John Lester's just looking at him. And the announcers, I forget who's was calling the game, just go, "Yeah, John Lester is afraid to pick the ball off," and they're just stealing <laughs> left and right. I was like, "Wait a minute, we, we spent one hundred and fifty million dollars on a guy who won't throw to first base. What is going on?" Obviously, it worked out for the best, but it was it was. Very funny that I'm watching opening day, had no idea what any of this was going to happen, and John Lester's just deathly terrified of throwing over to first base. But I agree, there's room for improvement in the MLB All-Star Week. Paul, you are absolutely right in that the celebrity softball game is wildly underrated. So much fun.
0: Yeah, I love it. I love it. I think it's just the format is great, the people care, it's condensed, it doesn't drag. It does get a little funky when you get late in the night and then... They all of a sudden there's like five more runs on the scoreboard because a bunch of runs scored and they had to edit it mm-hmm. out because he, there was just too much going on. But yeah, I think that's great. I don't know if there really is anything else, and I'm sure there's something we could come up with, like the bunting contest or something that you could do that would be funny. Uh, but I don't know if what else in baseball there would be because, like basketball, you have the you know the, the ball handling, you have all those things that you could do yeah. that that aren't gonna create injuries very easily obviously you can get hurt doing anything um but like like the ball handling the passing and all that which is entertaining the hockey one is cool but nobody watches it the hockey one is cool um yeah i i i I think the home run derby is outstanding
1: they already did the celebrity softball game right yeah they do they played on Sundays. they played on sunday who were who were some big names i'm looking at it right now um some of the people, like they have uh, the Olympic snowboarder, Chloe Kim, Adam Devine from Workaholics, The Miz. Shout out
0: David Donovan Devin. Mitchell, I think. Donovan Mitchell was there. Joel McHale. Okay. Uh, Zach Levine. They didn't have like – Felix Hernandez was there. Really? Played. Uh, That's great. Oh, I guess all the, the, the Mariners. Uh, Mike Cameron was there.
3: JoJo Siwa. I is,
0: is Jenny Finch there? Cause Jenny, Jenny Finch, Finch was if there. If she's not there, I'm out. She's there. All right, good.
1: Did she get a home
0: run? Just, Do old
1: baseball play? Like, I know they, you said King Felix and stuff like that, but I remember like Raleigh Fingers used to always play in it. Like,
0: Brett Boone, Ryan Howard. Ryan Howard. Adam yeah. Jones. That's a guy you want on your team. So it's young guys. They
2: don't Who have, is they don't
0: J.P. Sachs? Who's blessed?
2: Blessed.
0: Don't know these people. Was
1: anyone more obvious about doing steroids than Brett Boone? I mean, Brett Boone just came. I mean, no, I know they were all, like, they come back <laughs> was, and look look pretty big. But, like, Brett Boone just out of nowhere was humongous. And he also hit, like, 40 home runs after not for a while. He hit in one random season. After seasons of seven home runs, 20 home runs, 19 home runs, he hit 37 and 35 in back-to-back seasons. Brett Boone. All right. Um. So – MLB draft is going on, I believe, the yes. the second in a few days. And I actually have a, Second
2: was last night as well.
1: Right. Second round. I'm saying like the second day oh, starts soon. Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually have a hypothetical, which probably we should have segued in when I was making the J-bar about this earlier, but we'll get to it later. Um, so a lot of talk is, is talked about the MLB draft. And there seems to be still, I don't know, an opinion about the MLB draft that it's... I, I think Trace put out that it's a crapshoot of all crapshoots, which... In some aspect, it still is, right? I think the biggest disconnect from the MLB draft as opposed to the NFL and NBA draft is simply you don't see the players again for three years, two to three years. You know, when when you draft an NFL draft, you know that guy's going to be on the opening day, on the week one, he's going to be an impact player week one. Same with the NBA, although I'd argue that outside of the lottery, how many of NBA draft picks really matter. Because they don't. I mean, you get every once in a while, you get the crapshoot. You get the, you know, an MVP in the second round in the NBA and stuff like that. But the MLB, I mean, if you look at the way that the Reds are structured now, almost every dude on the team that an international is a first or second round draft choice. So this is the... Cincinnati Reds, right now, and when they were taken in the draft, Jonathan India was a first-round pick. Matt McClain was a first-round pick. Nick Sinzel was a first-round pick. Will Benson was a first-round pick. Styler Stevenson was a first-round pick. Hunter Green was a first-round pick. Nick Lodolo was a first-round pick. Andrew Abbott, Jake Fraley were both second-round picks, and Spencer Steer was a third-round pick. So the idea that the MLB draft is doesn't mean anything, that they're really just throwing darts at a board and have no idea what's coming back, is long been not true. And that's been the case for almost two decades now, that the best players in the league, if they're not international, were more than likely taken in the first or second rounds. I mean, if you look at the first round of the the 2015 draft, out of the 42 players taken, I think 35 of them made the MLB, and a lot of them are still impact players to this day. (laughs) Alex Bregman, Dansby Swanson, Andrew Benatendi, Kyle Tucker, and Austin Riley, Walker Buehler, and Happ, the list goes on and on. So, you can't get wrapped up in the MLB draft. You can't look at a player and think that, you know, Rhett Lauder, he's going to be the, the fifth pitcher on the rotation next year, although he has an, a, a unique ability where he looks almost MLB ready. That's not the case. That's not normally what happens. Normally, you're just looking for talent. You take the best player available. I prefer teams to take college players because there's a lot less gambling there. They're playing at a higher level for three, four years at that point. And hopefully you see them back in three years. That's really all the cases. And if you look at the, the, the teams that the Reds are, you know, strongly linked to in the, the way that this rebuild has happened, you know, I, I bring up the Cubs all the time, the Astros, those teams did a large portion of it in the draft. Look at those Astros team, Alex Bregman, Carlos Correa, first round draft choice. You look at the Cubs, um, Chris Bryant, Javi Baez, Kyle Schwarber, all taken in the first round in consecutive seasons. So the draft, by no stretch of the imagination, is a crapshoot. The draft is wildly important, and you got to hit on your your players. And for the most part, those players are all going to be MLB players at some point. I just feel like there's a misnomer that you got 50-50.
3: Well, I, I think the where people lose interest, and I do lose interest in the MLB draft, is that you don't see these guys for four years, and when you do see them, they might not even be for your team. I think that's the issue. Like, you go to the NFL draft, you're going to see Baker Mayfield. Right, that's NBA why it's, draft, that's why it's not a television it. product,
1: right? That's why, like, when, you know, yeah, 100,000 people show up to NFL draft because that dude is going to be a starter week one.
3: That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, nobody, it's not a television product because nobody cares about it because you don't see him for five years. That's the, that's, I, in my opinion, that that's the thing. And you, in some of these drafts, they are completely misses. The Nick Senzel drafts, one of the worst drafts I've ever seen in that first round. Uh, I think every good, every good player that was a part of that 2015 uh, or 16, whenever, whenever it was, all came well after the first round. So I, I, I think there are, there is, there are a couple, I mean, obviously Nick Senzel is, is, is on the Reds and he's competing at a major league level. I'm just saying they're not like, I mean, you're not getting superstars every time in the first round.
1: Well, no draft is like that. No, I, yeah. I just think there's a, like I, I keep saying, I, there's a disconnect that the the MLB draft is just, like I said, throwing darts at a board. Hopefully something sticks. It's not like that at all. It's been shown that if you're drafting the first round, you got a more than, I feel like people think there's like a 20% chance, shot that this guy plays in the MLB at some day. No, that's not it at all. Majority of the case, they they all play in the MLB. Like I said, the 2015 draft, I think I looked up 33 out of the 42 people taken in the first round in the supplemental draft are all in the MLB currently or have played MLB games. It will never be a television product. That's well-established because the players don't matter for a few years. But it's – the players matter. Just won't for a few years. You got to hit in the draft, and for the most part, the good teams do. So, I don't know what the MLB if the MLB draft will ever matter to the casual fan. I don't think it will. But I just want to really nip in the bud the fact that it, it, it's a crapshoot and really you shouldn't put too much stock in it. Cuz it does. Does very much matter. Yeah. Especially if you get the first first 5 picks.
2: Yeah, no, you're definitely right. I I think the Reds are in a very unique position with the two guys we took last night. Um where well, they both could start as high as high A and maybe even get up to double A as, mm-hmm. as quickly as, you know, in the next couple of months. Rhett Lauder was, outside of Paul Skeens, who was pitching in a world of his own this year with over 200 strikeouts, Rhett Lauder was the best pitcher in college baseball. I mean, an ERA right in the one eights, pitched over 120 innings. Like, there's nothing not to love about that guy. He seems like he'll be able to slide into that rotation maybe as quick as late next year. Like, I mean, he's an unbelievable talent. And then the kid from LSU, we've had good luck you know, first-round picks, number nine out of LSU in Cincinnati. Right. So maybe, you know, maybe he, he is a fastball that advanced metrics love, so maybe he can bleed into that bullpen pretty quickly too. I don't know. It's, you know, never want to get too excited about the Reds in on a draft night because, you know, like Elliot said, you don't see these guys for, you know, three, four years, maybe not even for your team. But if there is a group to get excited about, it's the three guys we took last night. Yeah, had
1: a great draft, right? It was, Phenomenal it was fan- draft. Fantastic. I'm looking at Reds draft choices, first-round draft choices since – We'll 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 say 2004 because that's a that's a notable name. They took Homer Bailey in 2004. Followed it up with Jay Bruce, Drew Stubbs, Devin Mazaraco Todd Frazier, Yonder Alonso, Mike Leak, Brad Boxberger, Yasmani Grandel, Robert Stevenson, and then a couple misses: Jesse Winker, Philip Irvin, Michael Lorenzen, Alex Blandino, Tyler Stevenson, Nick Senzel. These players play in the MLB. Simple as that. They they will. So we will see these guys. Maybe not in a Reds uniform. Maybe they'll be traded down the line. But at some point, Brett Louder will be pitching major league baseball games more like
2: more likely than not. He'll replace Jonathan India's hair nicely. <laughs>
0: mm. I don't know if this is the breaking news that Everett <laughs> is referring to here, but uh, Sean Casey's going to be the Yankees' next hitting coach. Nice. So that's a little, a little nice. fun. There, I'm I'm sure that is.
1: Did Sean Casey's? I wonder if his son's up for the draft this year. Plays over at Kent State. Kent State had a kid get selected yesterday, a pitcher, like one of the last few picks. So shout out to the Mac for, for that. All right, so Paul. Oh, boy. Explain this to me like I'm five. Explain uh, this to the, the chat like I'm five. What is going on with Huggy Bear? Huggie, with Huggy
0: Bear. I mean, it's really as simple as the fact that he – it sounds like a forced resignation. Like he signed, he resigned, but it was a forced resigna- resignation, and he is claiming that – Uh, he didn't really resign under his own power, basically. When it all boils down to it, that's the easiest way to put it. Um, Obviously, there's a lot more details to it if you really want to get into all the nitty-gritty. But it is, to be honest, a pretty sad story in my mind because Huggins, you know, he doesn't have the national championship. He doesn't have that, that championship pedigree. But I would say that he's probably pretty widely regarded as one of the better coaches in college basketball history. And the last month has seen him completely tarnish that reputation. Um, we knew he had problems with drinking and everything going back to his days at U.C. and the DUI and everything else. Look, this is—we th- knew that. It's Bob. It's, it's Bob Huggins. We knew it. Um, it. This was not breaking news, but. For him to get in trouble the way he did outside of Pittsburgh, and now for this to go down the way he did, to threaten to sue the university, he wants to be reinstated as the coach. I mean, whether he gets reinstated or not, which I, I can't see any world where he does, but even if he does, and, and you know, I, I just mentioned the drinking. I don't even mention the, the comments he made on WLW, but you know, everything combined with what Huggins has done now in the last two months to completely destroy all the the reputation that he had and and everything in college basketball, it's a real shame. It's a real shame to see him go down this way because, you know, for a Hall of Famer and somebody with like I said, the pedigree of Huggins, it's completely it's completely gone. Could West Virginia,
1: hypothetically speaking, to avoid getting sued about this whole reinstatement, which he's saying that he didn't resign, although he didn't he put out a press release where he very literally literally said, I'm resigning yeah. for my position. Explicitly so does so it. that that lawsuit is out the window. But say West Virginia just wants to avoid the lawsuit in its entirety. Could they reinstate him and then fire him for for, for cause? Like, can they just do that?
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Like, can yeah. they just do that? Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. It's 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 a real shame because either way, I was reading uh, – I forget who put it out um, earlier. I think it was somebody from West Virginia put it out. But either way, he's already done so much damage to the program because of guys that have to leave or you know have to at least make the decision on whether they're going to leave or stay. The transfer portal is already so far down the line that to go and then get a new coach and then have to – Place, put the interim tag on a coach, and then figure out what players can leave and stay and get new guys. The whole thing's a mess. When, when something like this happens at the end of June, it's a mess. It can't happen at the end of June. These things – there's a reason the coaching decisions get made at the middle part of April. It's because that's when things are hottest. That's when you want to set your team. That's when you want to make decisions for the next season. You've got to get a coaching staff in place and everything. And then you go and you put an interim tag on somebody else. I mean, this just does so much – Damage for the long-term prospect of a program like West Virginia—that's a pretty prominent program in the Big 12, a pretty good program. It hasn't been that in recent years necessarily, but they are always perennially a, 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 a NCAA tournament-type good team under Huggins. So, just just not good. Just not good. Reed.
3: As a, as a UC fan, it's not good. I I think it sucks to see him. To see this happen to him, to see the career end this way, but in no world, I mean, this is just—it's just—it's an all-time bad look for him. I mean, in no world, do you, I mean, I, I firmly believe in second chances. I believe in third chances. I believe in infinite chances. But when they p- pile Dream up, like is
1: an example of that. Huh?
3: Dream Weaver is Dream the- Weaver <laughs> is an example of that. You're right. But I mean, you look at—I mean, <laughs> multiple DUIs is where you lose me. I mean, it just—it just that's a—it's a no regard for anybody else. So. I think all the players he's had have loved him. I think the coaching staff, I think they've all loved him. I think everybody who meets him loves him. I just think he needs help, and I think he needs to receive it soon. And in no world is he fit to, to coach a basketball program right now, certainly not the, the caliber of West Virginia. So, Bob, I wish you, I wish you, wish you some help, and hope you, hope, hopefully some things start to turn around for you. But this is bad.
2: I mean, take away all the basketball. Is that a guy you want around 18 to 22 year- old kids no, every day teaching no. them how to, how to carry themselves, how to live life? you know not, not a guy I want you know, leading a group of young men. so I, I, you know, there's no way they bring him back. I
1: like uh, didn't he say in one of his press releases that he wants to take he takes full blame for what he's done and everything like that and then like, yep, then he said, I, I resign and now he's just like I didn't say that. <laughs>
3: didn't yeah i mean I, no, didn't. I have a joke to say but i won't say it here it's it's so. <laughs>
1: honestly you know what it's like cup. paul you, yeah. you you'll respect this it's like george in in seinfeld george Costanza yeah. when he gets fired and just he's like i i didn't quit i didn't I, <laughs> he just comes back on monday just like oh that wasn't me yeah quit. yeah it wasn't me yeah, that's exactly i will right. say
3: the meme of him uh in in the coffin saying i'm not dead yet that was very funny. Did you see that? No, I. It's did not. It's on Twitter. He pops out, and he's <laughs> I'm not dead yet. That's very funny.
0: Yeah, brutal, brutal, Let's brutal for happens.
3: brutal for him, and brutal. I don't think, I don't think anything's going to happen.
0: No, no, I don't think, no, I it's think just, it's just, nothing's going to happen. No, it's just sad for for the. It's sad for him. It's sad for the program for West Virginia too. I mean, it's it's a, just a sad situation all around. Sad, sad, sad.
3: Sad. Let's see how sad. we transition this, Reed, I want to see this transition. All right, let's go. Right, what let's would go. you do, Reed? What would you do?
1: <laughs> so I've asked this question. I, I've put this around, <laughs> and I would like to get, on, get it on tape and, and, and like to hear everyone's uh, answer to this. So there's, there's, there's a kid that I know that, that could very well get drafted here soon. He could be drafted in the MLB draft, pretty late draft. He had a great, great senior season. He also recently took a really good job, a job that doesn't come around a whole lot and um pays very well for a 23 year old so my question to you guys is your chances of making it to the mlb when you're drafted in the final rounds is incredibly slow stories like that happen. mike piazza is one every once in a while you hear about a 30th round draft choice that has an all-star career it does happen but it's very rare they don't give you a whole lot of opportunities they normally uh get you in and out they I mean, like there's, I, I remember there was a kid from Hamilton that was an all-star in his league, in his minor leagues, was an all-star. And they released him because he was a 30th round draft choice. And they was just like, all right, it's the end of the rope. You, you served your time. A lot of players in minor leagues aren't there because they think they're going to make it in the minor le- majors. They're there so that they can play games in the minor leagues. You're roster fillers, as, as sad as it is. But the question that I have to you guys is, what would you do? You're 23 years old. You've got... Quote unquote, a dream job, a job that, like I said, doesn't come around, but maybe once a decade, it might not come around again until you're 30 years old plus pays very well, well above the, the median income of a 23 year old. Like you're going to be doing very well for yourself as a single 23 year old, great job. And it's exactly what you want to be doing in, in a unique field. Are you doing, are you taking the job? Or are you going to go, if you get drafted, are you going to go and play minor league baseball for $2,000 for the summer?
3: Asking it in this room is tough, but I think to the average Joe, I would say, I mean, I, I, still, think, I, I still think everybody goes and plays professional baseball. I, even if there's no chance, I mean, there, first of all, there's not no chance because you have a chance you're playing professional baseball. There's at least some chance you're going to make it to the professional level. Um, so I don't know. I would take it. You're 23 years old. You're, I mean, there's not a lot of pressure on you. You're on your parents' insurance till 26. We're good. We're flying high.
1: Let let me let me state this. I'm not going to give give the job out because I don't want to out this out this player though. If, if you're from the area, I wouldn't take too much uh, sleuthing to figure it out. But it is a job. It's it's not like a you're work, You're selling insurance. It's not like your your TQL. It's not a, just a normal desk job. It is a, a rare job. It is a very good job. It pays very well. It is an incredibly good job. And like I said, it's not going to come, it's not one that will be available in two years. It's going to be available maybe once a decade. These jobs typically go to people that are in their 40s, and he's getting in at 23.
3: You're given one life. Uh, I, I find it hard to believe that anybody would go against their dream for that opportunity when their dream is right there. When their dream is literally right there, all you have to do is just come here.
1: I guess the best way that I can I can give an analogy without fully just laying the job, because this is something it is it is it is a very unique field. It's a very it's it's not it's it's a fun job, right? It is a job where you only have to to work. You don't have to work a full twelve months and stuff like that. It would be essentially like getting to come to work at Chatterbox Sports. They say your dream, as we all have had dreams of being. Correct. Being, you know, high-end media, broadcasting, whatever. Be working at Chatterbox Sports as an intern, making $1,000 or $2,000 with the, with the dream of potentially making it big someday. While also a, head, a high school f- football team wants you to be their head coach and will give you $70,000 to do it. What do you do there? It's, I, that's the best analogy I can give.
2: Now, uh, sure, he has a point whatever chance of making the majors if he Correct. goes to the minor leagues. Correct. He's so a 0.0% chance of making the majors if he doesn't. That's Correct. right. So it, it, you tell anyone that's you know 20-something years old, probably just played baseball what this last year, played college baseball, it, you can't say no to that. You're getting a chance to play in the major leagues. Like,
1: right. I think not When I'm 23, if I was 23, if I was in his exact same um, – if my mental state was the exact same as a 23 year old, how how or how I was as a 23 year old, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to go professional baseball, but experience just a little bit more life as a 27 year old and stuff like that. And I, I know I'm going to think the completely differently 10 years from now as I will 20 years from now as I did 10 years ago. If you ask me as a 27 year old, I think it's a no brainer. You take the job. I I think that I. But as a 23-year-old, it's hard to, to give up on that dream.
0: Yeah, I think it's really tough asking this room that question because, in a sense, we're all kind of chasing that dream and trying to make it big and, and whatever we're trying to make it big in. And, you know, this isn't a great analogy, but I talk about it a lot, especially with you guys. You know, I, I did a year in minor league baseball. It was something that I had worked my, uh, my whole life. I said I wanted to work in baseball. I wanted to be a major league baseball broadcaster. And to do that, you have to work in the minor leagues first. And I did it two years ago. Um, I realized pretty quickly that I didn't want to continue in it. Um, I was offered the spot full time. And I said, you know, I I like being diverse in what I talk about in sports and and doing other things and talking basketball and and talking baseball and and football and everything else. And I didn't go back. I didn't choose to do it again. I don't see myself. I don't want to rule it out. I don't want to rule it out because you never know what comes open down the line. You never know who retires or what happens, but I don't see myself at least going back into minor league baseball anytime soon or or, or really at any point down the line. But I will, I I say this a hundred percent. I do not at all in any way, shape or form regret that I basically got paid nothing for that summer. I I got paid, but it wasn't, you know, paid as an intern. So, barely paid. I was barely able to make rent that summer. I don't think I took any profit that summer and I did it. I was very, very glad I did it. Um, but you know, I realized it wasn't something I wasn't, wasn't something that I wanted to do long-term. I didn't want to stay in the minor leagues for 10 years and only hope that I could make it because that's the thing is you get to the minor leagues, at least in broadcasting. And it's the same way in, 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 as a player. You get to the minor leagues, you know, if you go into business, eventually you're going to get promoted to being the VP. You just hang around long enough, you're going to be the VP of something. Right. right? You're going to be a you're, decent at your job, you're right. It, you're, going you're, to, you're going to be promoted just by longevity. You're going to be promoted to a point where you get paid well enough and you, you get there. You could work 10 years in the minor leagues, 15 years in the minor leagues in broadcasting and never get a taste of the majors. You could never even get a fill-in game. I, I knew so many guys. I still know so many guys that'll work in it for 15, 20 years. The major league guy goes on vacation or he goes to his son's graduation or his daughter's graduation, whatever it might be, and they don't even get the call to fill in or whatever it is. And it's just like, is that really what you're giving up every single summer to do full-time? You know, but as a twenty four-year-old when I did that I am extremely glad I did it I I don't regret for one second that I did it Mm -hmm. so if I'm him I'd play baseball now I don't know what this job is but I would play baseball
1: yeah you're in the unique camp that I I actually wanted to get your perspective because you essentially had this I basically had this dilemma I think the 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 biggest question we got to wrap this show up really quickly um I think the biggest dilemma that you have to overcome is can you sit, look in the mirror as a 50 year old, and be okay with not playing minor league baseball, not going after after you get drafted, not not giving it a shot. And if you can get over that, then you take the job. Simple as that. But if you don't think you can, then then you gotta you gotta give it gotta give it heck. The good the good thing is it's a win win for him. He's either got a great job as a twenty three year old. Or he's going to play minor league baseball. You 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 can't get it wrong. You truly can. That was fun. All right. right. In the vault, the only question I have, the only one I have, let me pull this up. Anyone got a?
3: Let's can we can we all do a bet real quick? Everybody picks a home run derby champion tonight or right now. So we're going to go around the room. We'll do it draft style. If one of us gets it right, the other ones get water dumped on their head. No. All right. Reads out. (laughs) Paul. That's a no. You guys stink. I mean, you guys just stink. No fun. Unwilling to eat crickets, except for Jacob and Casey. Just stink. All right, that's fine. I'll pick I don't, my winner. I don't even I'll pick like my I'll I don't, pick don't my like. When,
1: I don't like when you ask
3: me. Tough to hair. Quiet. Let me. To, all right. To put. To I don't put I, I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick uh, Adolis Garcia plus 550 on Bedford Sportsbook. Um, that's my winner plus 550. These guys are unwilling to have fun, so no punishment. But go ahead and give out a bet.
2: You got it pulled up right there. I'm going Luis Robert. What's the What's the odds?
3: Luis Robert is plus 400. Four, plus 400.
2: 400. Luis Lu- Robert.
1: Luis Robert was going to be my pick. Now I got to go somewhere else.
2: I'll change mine. There's another guy I like. Who
1: do you like? I'll Adley.
2: T- you like Adley? He's from Portland. His dad's pitching. Hometown to adjacent. One? Hometown adjacent. You love the value. Love the value. With a 50% boost on a, on a competing.
0: If I'm going to <laughs> totally name drop here. I'm going to do it. I got to know Adley's dad extremely, extremely well that season because they would fly out for home stands. Obviously they lived out on the West coast, so they would fly out and the only way they could watch or, you know, do whatever was watch or listen. So whenever he would come in town, I'd go and, and meet up with them. I mean, it, it, he was, he is a truly outstanding human being. His whole family is. And, uh, it's. I mean, this is gonna be awesome. I hope Adley wins. He's not my pick, but I hope he wins. Do
2: I have to change my pick again so you can take Adley?
0: No, I'm not taking Adley. I'm not taking Adley. If you want, two bets that I love tonight, there's a
1: lot of juice associated with them. Hopefully, I, Betfred isn't allowing you to to parlay these. But I love both Luis Robert and Vladdy Jr. to win their first round. Sorry to Adley. <laughs> I think Luis Robert's gonna beat beat Adley pretty handily. I think Vladdy Jr. is gonna beat Mookie Betts. Fairly handily. If, if, if Bet Fred allows this to, to be parlayed, I think it'd be like plus 140, somewhere in that range. I love the Luis Robert and Vladdy Jr. to win the first round, but I like Luis Robert to win the whole thing. So,
2: How can you not take the over on total distance? 499 and a half longest home run. I mean, what are you watching there hoping for little doink shots over the wall? No. Rains
1: a lot in
3: Seattle. Thick air. Wow. Thick air. Jacob, water bet. Let's go. Water bet. You got Robert. I got, a, I got Garcia. No. Come on. Somebody do it with me. You guys make Why this show no fun. We, to get just you just want to get, get wet. Do don't you know want to just go to a water park? Do we just need <laughs> to go to a water <laughs> park? <laughs> yeah. Let's go, Jacob. Let's do it. Yeah. If, if it's
2: not our guys, it's a wash. It doesn't even matter. I mean, last time you roped me into a bet, you didn't even eat a cricket.
3: I uh, ate the wing. Everybody knows I ate the wing. Stop bringing that up. I, 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 I ate the wing. Elliot, we don't even like We're dumping good. water on you. Why would we want to get dumped on ourselves? <sighs> it's just no fun in this all. I try, chat. I'm trying, chat. Nobody wants to do it with me. So, can't do it. I'm willing to get wet for Adolis Garcia. I like. Uh, by the way, I like Randy's value, too. All right. Plus, if Adolis doesn't win, you just, get wet. Just, no, I'll, I'll take a bet with yourself. You really want to get it. wet. No, Man I don't. Love, I wanna, I want you love getting, cool. uh, I you want love getting wet. You, you love getting wet. You love getting reality. wet for Garcia. Don't you? do you? you against you. You guys are over there getting cute, and I don't like it. <laughs> what would you say, Jacob? It's you
2: against you. Huh? Adolis wins. No. I, You're a dry zebra.
3: I'll tell you what. If Adolis if doesn't Ad beat... Randy or Rosarena, I'll get wet. Okay. Do you want, Yeah, do you want to just get wet? No, I don't want to. I want the chat to feel something here. If we're just giving out winners, it doesn't even matter. Nobody cares. But there has to be something on the line for us.
0: He loves getting wet and feeling something, don't you? He
1: does. Don't I like you? to have
3: something on the line for the people. I'm a man of the people.
0: Well, we still got the crickets right here.
3: No, well, that, yeah, that, I like nah, that. I'm not that That's much right, for
0: the right. people. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to pick uh, Julio, hometown.
3: Okay, so He's- who are our picks? Everyone. Casey, who was your pick? <laughs> I haven't picked
0: yet. Oh, I'm
2: sorry, Casey. Uh,
0: so you got Garcia. What did you what did you pick, Jacob? Luis Robert. Adley. Oh. Adley Reed has and, Luis. and Reed, what did you pick?
1: I pick Luis Robert.
0: I'm, I'm taking picking, Pete Alonso, the polar bear? No, I'm picking Vladimir.
1: Alright. Fair enough. Okay. On Bedford
0: Sports Book. And nothing's yep, on, on the line Benfred, for any of us in this room. Book,
1: they sponsor this show, best sports book in the world, right? On the planet.
2: On the planet.
3: On the planet. On the planet. On the planet. In the history of the world. History
1: of the world.
2: Somerset universe. Some, mm, are some are sacked.
1: Right, we we, gonna got, spin a we wheel? really gotta go, guys. So let's not even do Wheel of Lunch. We, we, right. we can't. We, oh, we, we can gotta, we we gotta, let let gotta let get moving. Oh, okay. So sorry about it, guys. We can do it without you. I don't want to walk off to the, the
0: stat.
3: But you're not even on the set when we spin the
2: wheel. Fine. You guys can do it. This Casey's got baseball. Casey's gotta leave. Casey's gotta, too. Gotta, gotta go too. We have leave
0: to leave. end the show.
1: Alright. Fine. No wheel. No wheel. No wheel. We'll be back on Wednesday, guys. This has been Box Lunch, presented by Betfred Fred Sportsbook. Thanks to the guys. Thank you for watching. Um, enjoy the Home Run Derby. Um, anyone going to the game this week? I might go to the Reds Brewers game. So See you if there, I do. Man. Yeah, hopefully we'll see. Should be a great series. See you guys.